Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's 107 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer in Dallas. Brendan Escott back of the 630 Chad Studios. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will tell you the guests on our show received gift certificates to Japanese Village. Open a survey at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now online. JVM Don and his staff at Japanese Village will take care of you. You can reach us on the River, Cor- River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. We re-engage Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Brought to you by the 7,000 men and women that work in the horse racing and breeding industry. Please note, racing suspended this week at Century Mile, but you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. So we're talking a lot about Stuart Skinner, the Oilers, starting your 13-4 and four mark. Uh, they've got the third best winning percentage currently in the, in the NHL. Calgary is technically ahead of them in points, but not in points percentage. They've played two more games in Edmonton. Um, and we do have texters on the Ashley Fine Floors text line saying, hey, Speck, uh, looks like you're off on Calgary. Mark, did you have Calgary on the outside looking in for the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I, did. I, I remember our conversation was whether Vancouver and Calgary could both make it, and I think I gave Vancouver a better chance. Shows how much I know. Uh, you know well, what? I had I'll Vancouver and Calgary in. I had Vancouver and Vancouver. I know you did. Yeah, both teams. I, I didn't yeah. think Calgary, no, I didn't think Calgary would be this good at all. And, and I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm happy to be wrong. This is this is shoring up like an excellent shot at a playoff meeting down the road between these two teams. And I will say this: you know what? A lot of people looked at Daryl Sutter. I didn't discount the Flames because of Daryl Sutter. I discounted because I really didn't like all the additions they made, and I was wrong thus far. But a lot of people looked at Daryl Sutter and said, you know, that's an antiquated hire. He can't coach anymore, and and that you know they're reaching back into the '90s for this guy, and all of those things. And I'll tell you what, you know, the team, the team that scores is a, is a good team, but the team that, that never gets scored on is generally a very well-coached team. And I will say to you this, that, that the Calgary Flames aren't only winning, but no one's scoring any goals against them. Uh, they are a formidable-looking club right now, Bobby. Mark, the Calgary Flames have seven shutouts, but here's the deal for me. Nobody gets up to play Calgary. If anything, they're a pain in the ass to play against because they're really committed to the defensive structure and process. They've got a, the reason why I thought they could bounce back is because I did believe in Jacob Markstrom. There was no way after going 9-12 to 9-18 for three straight seasons in Vancouver, if that open system that they played and the caliber of opportunities that they had, there was no, that he face there was no way he was going to be 904 like he was in the first year in calgary no way and then you factor in the sutter factor the commitment to defense so they're the type of team like you know what teams get and this is not stoffer working for oeg and pat and the oilers in the back this is about connor and leon when you have connor and leon every team in a league guys have pride they're ready to play against players of that ilk and that caliber they want to put their best forward against those guys 
You play against Calgary, okay, and it's a different animal. All It's like, oh, boy, you know, they're going to suck the life out of us. They're going to limit the opportunities. Oh, by the way, if you have to get nasty, they're completely capable of going down that path. So I think they're the type of team that chokes life out of teams early. And guys are like, yeah, this isn't the night. Whereas the Oilers, you're like, hey, I'm going up against the best here. And not, you know, Edmonton's becoming a better team, but McDavid and Dreisaitl are not of this world this year, Mark. You know that. And so guys guys want to put their best foot forward on the ice against these guys, and they're ready to go. The Oilers of the early 2000s, they got a lot of B and C grade performances from opposition teams. They did. That's all there was to it. What did Paul Maurice say after the two games that Edmonton and Winnipeg played, Mark? Do you recall? No. Those are the best two games my teams we've played all year against Edmonton. Because they're ready for it. Because they're going up against 97 and 29. And that's Edmonton's going to get that wherever they go. They're going to get teams that are geared up. Whereas Calgary, if you're a little off against Calgary, they will just suck the life right out of you because they can. And so the Flames have got a real identity. What's that? You can win the playoffs. You can win the playoffs playing that way. And, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll give you some of that. But let's say this. Once we hit the quarter pole here, and people are going to look at the standings and see where the Calgary Flames are, there won't be any more taking the Flames lightly. You'll know you're playing a good team every night. Oh no, they and shouldn't. The, they shouldn't. You know. That team. I, I when I watch that team play, they all four lines play the same way. I mean that uh, Mangiapane has become a special player. He's a really good offensive player. Goodrow is having a, a solid year. Monahan has been very quiet five on five in Calgary. But that team is hard. And then Shillington, his real eye, in fairness to the people in Calgary, they always believed that he had the upside. They did with Shillington. They always believed there was more there than had translated it into his NHL game. But the fact is they're dedicated to the structure and process that Sutter coaches with. And they make it hard to score, and you have to earn it against them. And not everybody's up for that on a nightly challenge. And they have just completely locked. Now, that said, the Oilers still have a better winning percentage. They have the one win head-to-head. But Calgary's a tough... I, 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 right now, I, I mean, I'd be hard... Mark, I think we're looking at both teams winning 50 games this year. Both Alberta yeah, they, teams winning 50. They do stack up. You know, We'll see what happens down in Vegas with their health and, and where the trajectory of that team goes. But um, you know, there's, there's a, to me, there's an awfully good chance right now that one of Calgary Evident finishes first in that division. And if, if both towns can find a way to win a playoff series, uh, they'll be playing for the Pacific final quite possibly. And, and, uh, how much more fun would it be to have the, you know, maybe the best defensive team in the, in the division or the conference playing against the best offensive team, uh, in a playoff series between Evident and Calgary, boy, it'd be a lot of fun come May, buddy. All right, McDavid and Drysaddle. Connor McDavid comes into tonight on a 17-game point streak. Spec. It's actually 25 games if you include the last eight games last year, and he's just the second highest scoring letter player. Do you just? I mean, it's like when when the other media guys call you from as you get ready for games with Edmonton. Do you ever just kind of think to yourself and shake your head with what we're watching here? Yeah, it's, it's you know I keep telling myself, don't take it for granted like we did Gretzky. Um, 
And, you know, there's there's two guys. Like, it, the amazing thing for me is Connor McDavid's the best player in the world, and Leon Dreisaitl has more points than he has. So what does that make Leon Dreisaitl? <laughs> you know, it's, it is. It's surreal. You're not supposed to have a better player on your team than McDavid. Like, that's just a, an embarrassment of riches. And uh, I'm not saying Dreisaitl's better, but I'm looking at the standings right now, and he's got more points. So, Hey, it's something. It's something, Bob. We're blessed here right now to have these two guys, and and it, it is upon that, you know, superstar foundation that you can build a Stanley Cup team. And we've had some people text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. That's what makes Skinner even more important. He plays a more critical position. And if the Oilers can hit with a guy that was an internal solution, he'd be part of their group carrying forward. It's a great point that the Texers are making. Oh, by the way, just on McDavid, one more thing, Spec. Hyman and Pulley both guys are kind of slumping right now. Like, they've not had hot sticks for three or four games. Yeah. They haven't broken through for a while. That's not going to continue. At some point, those guys are going to score again, and you're going to see a spike in Connor's numbers. If It's just inevitable that it's going to happen. It wouldn't surprise me if it happens in one of the next two nights. Edmonton's got Dallas tonight. They got Arizona tomorrow, Mark. And I took a look at Arizona here. I got my book ready already for Arizona for the game tomorrow because we fly right after the game. Uh, So Carter Harton was supposed to be their number one goalie. He's out. I don't think he's any good anyways. They got Wedgwood, who's got a 940 save percentage, but he's a career 906. He's probably starting tomorrow. Connor Timmons was the defense prospect. They got out of Colorado in the Kemper deal. He's shut down for the year. Strawman's out for them on the back end right now. Nick Schmaltz is their first-line center. He's out with an upper body injury. Yaskin is out with an undisclosed injury. Andrew Ladd, a salary dump, is out with a UBI. And they just lost Larson and COVID protocol and Jay Beagle. So Larson and Beagle are sort of their matchup defensive shutdown centers, even though Beagle was yeah. minus 12 this year. They're hurting for certain up front, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, listen, it's a challenge team, man. You know, I'm not sure they're going to win 20 games. And now you take a bunch of guys away from it for injury and important players for their team. You know, guys that are going to match up against 29 and 97. Um, you know, that's, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, I know the Oilers have had some bad clubs. This has been a, this Arizona team is different. They they basically, that deal they made with Vancouver made, to me, no sense. Uh, sending Connor Garland up there among others. Uh, I just think they've, you know, they're doing what happens in the desert, Bob. The ownership down there is divesting itself of contracts. They've, what do they got signed for next year? Like five guys or something? Um, it's something ridiculous. It's something ridiculous. It's it's This is all based on a foundation of we don't want to spend any money. We don't have any money. We're trying to do this on the cheap. And then we wonder why, you know, there's no fans in the stands down there. And people say, oh, it's a terrible market. Well, they've had this parade of owners in Arizona that, well, these latest guys barely pay their bills. Uh, it just goes on and on and on. It's been like this. Bob, I remember going down to the very first year when Donnie Hay was the head coach, you know. And it's really been a, a cavalcade of errors down there ever since. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm not saying it's it's never been worse, but it didn't get better with this latest ownership group, that is for sure. Well, it's interesting. Darcy McLeod, A.K. Wood guy, he is of the belief that the Oilers need to bring in Johan Larson, who's in COVID protocol right now as a depth center, That he, you know, a cheap solution. He's $1.4 million. Obviously, Arizona would have to eat half. Mark, let's do this. Let's take about a one-minute break, and you formulate some thoughts 
on the Edmonton Elks when we return, okay? You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 121 in Edmonton. You already know the cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are 10-time Residence Award winners for customer satisfaction? What does that mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure that advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford at one 877 3673 or visit Uh, Just before we re-engage, Mark Spector, do want to remind you again, you might have heard the uh, spot there, the locker room sale takes place this Saturday from 12 until 4 p.m. at Ford Hall at Rogers Place. This event is open to the public. You can explore two seasons worth of Edmonton Oilers and Oil Kings equipment and apparel. Get a head start on your holiday shopping. And for those that can't make it, check out IceDistrictAuthentics.com as it's the new online home of Oilers game-used equipment with more inventory to be added after the locker room sale as well. Uh, again, you can uh, text us on the Ashley Fine Forest text line. Our, Brendan Escott's back to the studio. Do we have something coming up with the locker room sale as well that's going to take place later in the week, Brendan? We've got a uh, host of 630 Chad Boarding's Daryl McIntyre live on location, first of all, and you are going to be giving away a pair of tickets. We'll do a, a trivia contest maybe on Friday. We'll call it Friday. And uh, it's to any game, two tickets to any game for the rest of the season of the winner's choice. So pretty big prize on the line there. Wow. Make sure you tune in on Friday. Well, the game against Chicago was sold out. We bring back board Mark Spector. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse race in Alberta. Should mention that coming up at 135 today, Al May. And at 148, Dennis Laliberti from New West Travel. So Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Again, no racing this weekend at Century Mile, but you can always watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Mark, yesterday, uh, as the media had uh, contingent converged upon the Oilers who were about to travel uh, out of Rogers, place uh, on the trip. Uh, news broke earlier. Well, yeah, I guess officially at 1130 from the Edmonton Elks organization. President Chris Preston, uh, General Manager Brock Sunderland, and Head Coach Jimmy Elizondo, all relieved of their duties. Give me your overall assessment. Well, I think it, it had to happen. I think that, uh, you know, this is uh, a nadir for this franchise here in Edmonton in terms of attendance, in terms of trust, public trust. Uh, and I think you couldn't, you really couldn't come back with any version of the same product. I think, I think Edmonton sports fans, you know, hey, listen, anyone from this town like you and I are, you got a place in your heart for the former yes. Eskimos, for the Elks, you do. And you, you know, and the CFL as a whole, and it needs help, uh, both entities at this point. And I think everyone's ready to give them a, you know, a bit of a bogey and say, okay, let's give another chance here. But not if they brought back the same people. So I think that the the Elk have done their side of this thing by by clearing the path for the town to kind of forgive and hopefully forget a little bit. And now they need to make the right hires. And you know what? The, if the first thing they did was bringing in Wally Buono to help them get the right GM, uh, that tells me that someone's making a smart decision because I can't think of a guy that knows his way around the boardroom of a CFL uh, more than Wally Buono. A little bit different league, different sport, uh, but it doesn't matter if you're talking the New York Yankees, 96 to 2001. 
the San Francisco 49ers of the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, the Cowboys made that Herschel Walker trade and got a ton of picks and then drafted a whole bunch of guys to their defense or even uh, in the National Hockey League. you got to be able to draft and development. And I wonder, Mark, whether or not you agree or disagree with me, uh, me on this. Uh, as the Eskimos slash Elk have uh, slid off course here, this has actually been the result of years of uh, challenges in a domestic league no longer having the ability to just buy the best domestic player. You have to draft and develop in the CFL too with Canadians, and the Eskimos have fallen short on this for a number of years now, or now the Elks, the Edmonton Football Club, and the genesis of this actually started in the mid-2000s when they switched over from, you know, in the old system. You know, Hugh Campbell would just go out and they just sign away the best Canadian players from organizations like Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and Hamilton. Can't do that anymore in a salary management system. And have they been exposed in that regard, or was there not enough emphasis in that area, certainly under Brock Sunderland over the last three or four years? What do you think? Yeah, well, that's, listen, every sports thing you have to draft and develop. And you're right. It's, it reminds of, of a time in the NHL when the Leafs would just trade away draft picks for the best players and, and contend every year. They never won, but they always contended. And, you know, the minute the, es- the then Eskimos could not continue to buy the best Canadian players, sure, now you've got to develop them, and they haven't been very good at it, Bob. It's it's a, just one area of many that they haven't been very good at. And All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some names. Ready? If yeah. something happens in BC, would you have any time for Rick Campbell as GM, coach? Yeah, I would think so, sure. With Wally Bono on the uh, sur- heading the search committee, I bet you he gets a look. All right. Uh, what about Chris Jones, who's currently in Toronto? Zero time for Chris Jones. Ed Hervey. Uh, yeah, I think Ed Hervey gets an interview for sure. Okay. Uh, Ryan Rigmaiden, currently with BC, was with Winnipeg when they won the Grey Cup in 2019. Don't know enough about him, Bob. Sean Young in Hamilton. Well, they've put it together a, a pretty good program in Hamilton, so he gets an interview as well, for sure. Jim Barker, who helped rebuild Calgary a bit and did some good things in Toronto that led to a Grey Cup, now on the TSN panel. Yeah, I want somebody. Uh, I want someone a little fresher, a little younger now, I'm afraid. Danny McManus, currently assistant GM of uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So I think we'd concede you have the best team. They have the best Canadians. That said, Danny is in charge of American procurement. Uh, however, he is a former quarterback, which I always found that quarterbacks and safeties, for whatever reason, often end up being pretty good personnel people. Yeah, uh, I don't know his history enough. Uh, two things. I'd like a guy that's been a GM before, right, in this yeah. situation here. I don't think this is a time that the that the Elk can afford to break someone in, uh, a rookie in on a job. Now, I don't know the level of McManus' uh, involvement uh, in the Winnipeg, you know, in building what has become the best on-field franchise in, in the league and an excellent right. franchise off the field. Like, I like the thought of taking a guy from Winnipeg that can that, that takes that secret sauce out of there because they know what they're doing, but I want to make sure that my guy's not coming here as a GM and, and is inexperienced. That's a, important for me to have an experienced GM here this time. Yeah, well, there's no question Jones uh, brings some personality 
that would be an, an interesting one for me to, I mean, we all know what happened there. I mean, he left to go pursue his own dream, and uh, I, I don't think everybody was happy with how that all shook down. Uh, Why does Chris Jones th- never work anywhere for more than one year in a row, Bob? Well, I believe I saw a guy on Twitter say yesterday he's a closer, not a starter. Was that you? Yeah, that was me, yeah. yeah. I suppose if I have a really, really good team and I need a, to win in one year, I don't mind Chris Jones. Uh, where the Eskimos are right now, bringing this... The Elks, yes. Sorry, the Elk. Um, no. no. Chris Jones is all about Chris Jones. This problem in Edmonton is not all about one guy. And when you bring Chris Jones in, A, there's a ton of drama. B, it's all about him. And C, he might walk out the door on you five minutes after getting here. So, no, I would, I would steer as far clear from Chris Jones as humanly possible, Bob, for this job search. Mark, we'll get your thoughts on Friday. Actually, Brennan will get your thoughts on Friday. Thank you for joining us today on Oilers Now. All right, Bobby, enjoy the game tonight. Abrupt conclusion with spec because we got to hit the news with Kevin Robertson. Global News Weather Traffic Update back with Alan May when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.